Hello, and welcome to A History of Japan. Season 9, Episode 2, The Kaga Rebellion. In the last episode, we discussed the brief reign of Ashikaga Yoshihisa, an unusually warlike shogun for his time, whose life was cut short, possibly by alcoholism and brain hemorrhage. We turn our eyes in this episode to Kaga Province, which lies on the northeastern shore of the island of Honshu, just southeast of the peninsula of Noto Province, which sticks out from the north-central coast. On the border of Kaga and Echizen provinces lay the village of Yoshizaki, which in the 1470s was home to the head priest of the Jodo Shinshu sect temple Honganji, a monk named Renyo. We briefly discussed Renyo at the end of last season's narrative episodes. He is arguably one of the most influential figures of Sengoku Jidai and indeed in all of Japanese history. The importance of Renyo is indelibly linked to the importance of Shinran, who was the founder of one of the primary pure land schools in Japan, Jodo Shinshu. To briefly reiterate, pure land doctrine emphasizes the importance of reciting the Nembutsu chant, Namu Amida Butsu, or I Take Refuge in Amida Buddha. Amida is the Japanese name for Amitabha, who created the pure land in the West where believers could be reincarnated through faith in Amida. To transliterate this doctrine into a more Western sphere of theological understanding, the Amida Buddha offered salvation by grace through faith to believers. This might not seem extremely radical on its surface, but there are a few implications of Shinran's teachings which had real-world bearings. For one, salvation through reincarnation into the Pure Land was available to all, regardless of present circumstances or conditions. Shinran had an extraordinarily egalitarian view of humanity because of this belief, and that egalitarian view was transformed into an egalitarian ideal by his later followers. Shinran was also understood to have had an extremely narrow view of Orthodox Buddhist doctrine, which included Pure Land practices but had room for little else. He even claimed that Kami worship, which was the most ancient form of spirituality in Japan, was a heretical form of worship which ought to be abolished. Renyo claimed to be part of the spiritual lineage of Shinran, and was so devoted to spreading Pure Land doctrine that he was hounded from the capital by agents of the Tendai sect who governed Enryakuji Temple on the peak of Mount Hiei. Renyo settled in Yoshizaki and preached Pure Land teachings throughout Kaga Province. Before we delve into Kaga Province in particular, I feel it is necessary to reflect upon the aftershocks of the Onin War. While the fighting itself was largely confined to the capital, the Onin War created massive ripples which were felt throughout the nation. Samurai clans were split over claimants who followed either the Yamana or Hosokawa, and the rifts created by this conflict naturally spilled over into some of the provinces where decisions over rightful heirs were decided on battlefields distant from the capital war zone which had allowed the birth of such blood feuds. While the Onin War itself did not encompass the entire nation, it is not entirely incorrect to think of the war itself as the primary earthquake which birthed thousands of aftershocks which, in spite of their relatively smaller scale, 
had a significant impact upon those who lived under the rule of the clans who involved themselves. It is also worth remembering that the Muromachi shogunate had served somewhat as a buffer between the peasants who served in shōens and potentially rapacious shūgo who governed them. Who could these peasants appeal to when the capital itself was playing host to a protracted war of destruction and stalemate? Said rapacious shūgo often took free reign over their subjects in such conditions. Regarding Kaga province in particular, it was somewhat unique in its political arrangement at the time of the Onin War. It had become largely a hodgepodge collection of shōen which belonged to various kuge, samurai clans, and other local power brokers. While the province had a nominal shugo appointed over it, this governor's authority was largely dependent on their ability to encourage cooperation from the various owners and managers of the patchwork shōens that composed Kaga province. Before the Onin War erupted in Kyoto, the shugo over Kaga province was Togashi Masachika. When war commenced in the capital, Togashi Masachika backed the Hosokawa clan, who supported Ashikaga Yoshihisa. This side ended up winning the long-standing conflict, but that didn't mean an automatic victory for all of their supporters in the same way that the Genpei War, or even arguably the Nanbokucho War had meant for the supporters of the victorious faction. Togashi Masachika had a younger brother named Togashi Kochiyo, who sided with the Yamana clan and the shogun's brother Ashikaga Yoshimi. Surprise! The conflict in Kaga province revolved around a succession dispute. Whether Masachika or Kochiyo would become the next shugo was not the only conflict within the bounds of Kaga province. There was also a conflict between the spiritual descendants of Shinran. While Renyo and his Honganji temple are often considered the rightful successors to the troublesome Pure Land priest from the time of the Kamakura shogunate, they were not the only faction who claimed such spiritual descent. The Takada school of Jodo Shinshu was also gaining ground in Kanga province, and was patronized by the upstart younger Togash brother, Kochiyo. The core of the conflict between Renyo's faction and the Takada school was not really over an area of doctrine as they were generally in agreement over doctrinal matters, but was a matter of rightful succession. Was Renyo the rightful heir of Shinran's authentic teachings, or was the Takada school his legitimate spiritual offspring? Joro Shinshu was very popular among the common people of Kaga and many other provinces nationwide, so the question of which faction rightfully carried Shinran's legacy was loaded implicitly with power and influence. It was not unusual for followers of Renyo and those of the Takada school to have occasional armed clashes, much like the clashes between monasteries in the years leading up to the Genpei War. Renyo's faction gradually came to be identified as the Iko, a term which means single-minded. This was because of their focus on chanting the Nambutsu seemingly to the exclusion of all else. The original Iko was founded much earlier in the 1400s, but was only a small pure land movement which merged with Honganji Temple, bringing their name along for the ride. Renyo tried to reframe the term Iko as a positive aspect of their faith, but also specified that they were not quite as radically iconoclastic as the original Iko adherents. When the Togash brothers initially clashed, the forces backing the younger brother Kochiyo prevailed, 
successfully expelling Togash Masachika from Kaga province. In any other place, this would be just another aftershock of the Onin War, but the ongoing dispute between Renyo's faction and the Takada school gave this conflict an atypical separate dimension. Kochiyo, the victor and de facto Shugo of Kaga province, favored the Takada school and made overtures to their leadership, promising them greater authority throughout the province. The ranking followers of Renyo obviously viewed these developments with frustration, and thus the ousted Shugo Masachika had an opportunity for fresh recruits to his cause. In 1473, Masachika made his move. He made overtures to the leadership of Honganji Temple, promising them more favorable treatment, and he also exchanged correspondence with the Shugo of neighboring Ejizen province, Asakura Toshikaga, who promised aid. In his proposal to the high priests of Honganji, he made extremely generous promises of alleviating the poverty of their parishioners and even helping them to build the egalitarian society they desired. He gave them every reason to believe that he shared their spiritual values and was committed to a radical reorganization of the province. Without Renyo's direct knowledge, they agreed to rally the people to Masachika's cause. When Renyo discovered what the temple leaders had been doing, he initially scolded them. Given his experience years before being driven from the capital by the agents and supporters of Enryakuji, he was understandably reluctant to dip his toes into the waters of secular authority. He was gradually persuaded to support their decision, however, because the new Shugo was starting to make good on his promise to elevate the authority of the Takada school and even clamp down somewhat on Renyo's loyalists. The stage was thus set in 1473 for a massive rebellion in Kaga province. The Iko formed peasant warbands and attacked those loyal to Togash Kochiyo as troops from the Asakura clan, who governed neighboring Echizen province, swept in. The result was a resounding victory for the partisans of Togash Masachika, as his younger brother was expelled from the province with his vassals in tow. Now restored to his position as provincial Shugo, Togash Masachika set about undoing Kochiyo's policies and re-implementing his own. Unfortunately for the re-established governor, the Iko expected him to keep his outlandish promises of dismantling the system that oppressed them and reorganize the province along egalitarian principles. To be fair to Togash Masachika, it is doubtful that anyone would have been able to live up to the Iko's expectations. However, Masachika seems unwilling to have even given the people a little bit of financial relief or tax exemption or even much recognition for their efforts on his behalf. In any other province, this would likely result in a few minor uprisings which would be quelled by the Shugo's many long-standing loyal vassals and eventually business would return to normal. But this wasn't just any province. This was Kaga province, where those who hoped to remain in charge needed to approach governance with a cooperative spirit rather than autocracy. Had Masachika spent more time cultivating relationships with the many other clans who managed shoens throughout the province, he may have found the help he needed, in which case we probably wouldn't be discussing his province now. The troubles began in 1474, just a year after his restoration. It seems that many of the Iko were willing to be patient with Masachika and give him more time to make good on his promises, but a few impatient groups, or Iki, 
raised small-scale rebellions throughout the province. They were not well organized or coordinated, and Togash Masachika managed to suppress them. Another series of uprisings swept the province the next year and were also quelled without too much effort. However, as the years went on, the Iko came to broadly agree with one another, on a dangerous scale, that the Shugo had broken his word. Renyo, for his part, attempted to circumvent those who were now eagerly supporting violent revolutions. One of the ringleaders was his personal advisor, a G-Zamurai named Shimotsuma Rensu, who claimed that Renyo himself had authorized the Iki. In response, Renyo excommunicated the man and emphasized the need to submit to the government in his sermons. He protested with the people that he was a pacifist, that he had always been a pacifist, and that they too ought to follow the way of peace. Throughout the late 1470s and all of the 1480s, however, it became strikingly clear that his words had gone unheeded. The Iko made life increasingly difficult for Togash Masachika and his partisans. They refused to pay taxes and frequently seized government money and private land on behalf of Honganji Temple. Renyo continued to protest these actions, and they continued to seemingly ignore him. In 1487, things came to a head when Togash Masachika answered Shogun Ashikaga Yoshihisa's call to arms and departed with his warband for Omi province. If you think it sounds like one of the worst decisions in the history of decisions for the unpopular governor of a province to remove himself and his most loyal fighters in the midst of a massive grassroots uprising, you are not alone. The most likely explanation for Masachika's sudden fervor of loyalty to the shogun is that he hoped Yoshihisa would afterward deploy the Hoko Shu into Kaga province to restore order at last. Such a reckoning never materialized in the moment, however, as the Iko Iki sprang into action practically the moment their so-called Shugo set foot on neighboring soil. A large coalition of Jodo Shinshu affiliates organized a massive rebellion, which seized practical control of the province very quickly. Estimates of the total number of active Iko in Kaga province who assisted in this mass action fall between 100,000 and 200,000. You might be expecting me to assure you that those numbers are wildly inflated, but frankly, this time I'm inclined to believe them. If accounts are to be believed, they seized control of the toll gates at the province's borders, shutting them, and providing an aggressive defense against any attempts by the Asakura clan or other allied neighbor warbands to enter and suppress the uprising. It is common to imagine the Iko Iki as an extremely large peasant warband, but it's worth bearing in mind that many among the discontented were Jizamurai, regional nobility, and even the clans whom the Togashi clan would have considered their peers. It's also worth remembering that being a commoner in medieval Japan did not mean you were a dirt farmer or other variety of peasant. By this point in history, Japan boasted a growing middle class of shopkeepers, artisans, merchants, and brokers, and many of these had grown resentful at being increasingly targeted for imbalanced taxation. The Iko Iki truly contained multitudes. 
The unfortunate Togash Masachika quickly realized his mistake and returned to Kaga province to find the entire place in uproar. He and his warband apparently achieved some early success with driving away the Iko forces, but in his eagerness to subjugate his province once and for all, he ventured too deep into Kaga and was soon encircled. The Iko, emboldened by the Shugo's error, pressed hard against his forces and they had no choice but to flee to Takao Castle. The Iko staged an assault on the fortress and succeeded in setting the castle ablaze. Surrounded by flames and cut off from any hope of reinforcement or relief, Togashi Masachika committed seppuku in his castle as it burned to the ground. It was never rebuilt, and today its original site is a scenic park. The ranking members of the Iki, by which I mean the samurai and nobles among their number, soon chose Masachika's uncle, one Togashi Yasutaka, to serve as shugo over Kaga province. Yasutaka had previously served in the office of Kaga Shugo, and while it might seem strange that they would try to name a new provincial shugo, it seems that he was meant to be a figurehead to mollify the shogunate while real power rested with two of Renyo's sons, Rengo and Renko. Speaking of the Bakufu, the shogun Ashikaga Yoshihisa became furious when he received word of the Kaga rebellion. He wrote angry missives to Renyo himself, threatening him with invasion by the Hoko Shu if he didn't start liberally handing out excommunications and getting his people in line. The truth was, the shogun and his army were still heavily bogged down in Omi province, chasing Rokkaku Tokoyori and his partisans. Still, Renyo was terrified of an impending bloodbath for his flock especially since they didn't seem to be heeding his words anymore. In desperation, he reached out to an up-and-coming courtier and samurai named Hosokawa Masamoto. We mentioned Masamoto briefly in the previous episode. The son of Hosokawa Katsumoto, he had stepped down initially from the post of Kanrei, while the Hatakayama brothers worked out their beef over which of them had the right to lead the clan. By the late 1480s, however, he had begun to ingratiate himself with the shogun, who relied on Masamoto for advice. It was Masamoto's contention that Renyo could not possibly excommunicate the hundreds of thousands of malcontents who acted in his name if he hoped to retain his influence over them, so the shogun should settle for a lower degree of punishment. This was partly just practical advice, but Masamoto also sought to ingratiate himself with the Jodo Shinshu sect, whom he recognized were fast-growing and becoming more influential. Masamoto was interested in good government, but he was also interested in power. The compromise went something like this. Renyo was given an official order to issue an official censure to the ringleaders of the Iko Iki, who agreed to make a promise of peaceful behavior for the moment. Hosokawa Masamoto offered to become an official member of the Honganji school, which provided him with religious clout from the rapidly growing Jodo Shinshu sect. Honganji, in return, agreed to consult Masamoto during any future disputes and to take his advice into consideration. 
This agreement allowed the shogun to save face because it prevented his threat of a Kaga expedition from being outed as a toothless bluff. Now he could claim that he had solved the problem of the Kaga uprising so he could continue pursuing the Rokkaku clan through the hills of Omi and beyond. It also helped Masamoto begin to accumulate power and influence which he would call upon in a few years during the events we will discuss in the next episode. Kaga province was now in the grips of a coalition of religious fanatics, discontented samurai, and idealistic reformers who believed in creating a more equal society. Did they succeed? Unfortunately, that question does not have an easy answer. While Kaga province under the governance of the Iko Iki lasted almost a hundred years, practically none of its internal official documentation survived to the present day, so we cannot be certain about what everyday life in the free province was like. Some impending developments did not bode well for the idealists among them, and while they succeeded remarkably well in keeping out their conservative neighbors like the Asakura and Uesugi clans, they suffered their own civil wars and internal disagreements, which often led to bloodshed. We will continue to check in on the Iko Iki as Sengoku Jidai progresses, because they were an important faction whose impact on Japanese history is, in many ways, still felt today. I mentioned before that Pure Land Buddhism continues to be the most popular variety in Japan today, although modern practitioners do not generally share the more radical political beliefs of their extreme spiritual ancestors. Next time, we will follow the exploits of Hosokawa Masamoto as the Bakufu chooses a new shogun after the death of Yoshihisa and selects a candidate which did not carry Masamoto's stamp of approval. Until then, thank you for listening. If you would like access to exclusive bonus episodes, as well as ad-free versions of the regular episodes, please consider supporting this podcast at patreon.com slash ahistoryofjapan. Thank you.